0: Hello and welcome to FM On Demand with Tara Fitzpatrick, the podcast of Food Management Magazine. I'm your host, Tara Fitzpatrick, and today we are catching up with an old friend, Chef Danny Concepcion. He is from the Sam's Club home office in Arkansas, and he just has the most creative culinary ideas ever and As a food writer, like I really do, there are some chefs that I know that I can always count on. If I'm looking for new ideas, looking for inspiration, he is such a can-do person and like he carries that through to his leadership. And we talk a lot about that. We talk about this very cool steak concept. It's a, it was a pop-up like old school steakhouse that he did. And he was dry aging steaks. He kind of gets into using some of the products that Sam's offers too. So it's just really interesting stuff that he's doing. And I I think you're going to enjoy our conversation. Thank you for listening. Welcome, Danny. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's good to see you again. Good to talk to you.
0: Likewise, Danny, for those of you listening, has been a friend to food management and to me for a really long time. Um, he's helped with so many articles on the culinary side. And my colleague Mike Bazalka actually um chose Danny as an innovator in back in 2019. And that was, I believe, for yes. the pop-ups that you've been doing at um yes. Club, at um table 29 at Sam's Club. So I wanted to just kind of start there, like let's talk about what type of operation this is that that you're running there
1: so we operate uh it's, it's a corporate building um but we operate it solely as uh, as Sam's Club Associates like we're not a third-party contractor right. like some of the food uh companies out there yeah um, my boss and I have been working we worked together before in Las Vegas that's so right he had called he had called uh to have me come out and help him out and help him design something. And as we were talking about it and as we went over all, all the, uh, the different ideas, um, he, he was like, Hey chef, can you come back again? Cause I literally mm-hmm. flew out here for like two hours and got back on the plane <laughs> yeah. before I landed. He, there was a voicemail. say, Hey, can you come back out here? Cause he wanted to do something like innovative, something that, that mm-hmm. they've never seen out here before, yeah. you know, being in Las Vegas, close to California, I, I was able to see more, uh, culinary options and, and working in big resort properties in vegas yeah. i get to see a lot more food than maybe most other chefs got to be, you'd be able to see For so sure. all the ideas everything that i had i incorporated out here and literally blew them away like like nice. i think the first three months i think you made it you wrote an article about us oh, the yeah. first three months we were here and just i mean even even now like because i had left to open a restaurant and then I came back yep. and when I came back, I got all these emails, chef, oh my gosh, we're so happy you're back. We're still <laughs> coming to eat again. It's amazing.
0: You know, nice. when can we have
1: our pop-ups again? Yes. So really, really cool. Like great things we, we, we've been doing out here for the Sam's Club Associates and also Walmart sure. too, because we have a lot of surrounding buildings. So all the corporate offices, they'll come over here to eat as well.
0: That's part of it. Right. Because Sam yeah. Walton is the Sam in Sam's Club, which I don't think I realized that like when <laughs> whenever it it was coming out. Cause there are a few Sam's clubs around here. Definitely. And the fact that you've lived in so many different places, you've lived in Puerto Rico, you've lived in New York city, Vegas, and now Arkansas. I feel like it, not only on the culinary side of seeing different stuff, you have an appreciation for all different kinds of people too. It's like, you've met yes. so many. And I um, listened to this podcast that you were on yes. recently, like with a bunch oh, of cool. like, like some older Southern gentlemen and they were, all, right. it was a long podcast. Podcast and it was on video too, and I had it kind of playing in the background while I was working on something else. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Did it switch to King of the Hill? Like, what am I watching?" (laughs) So yeah, they're
1: they're they're definitely all about food, all about barbecue, but they're really all about good food, and that's really what it is. It's you know, he's he works construction, and he works in the building. You know, he's here, you know, building stuff and whatever else that they do over here. So he's been able to come in and eat the food and see the food, and he's got a deep appreciation. What we do here as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. What was that? What was the podcast called? It was called "Cooking Up, Cooking Up a Story" with um two, with, with with two guys with
1: Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> with with Aaron with with Aaron and Joe's. There's two Joes.
0: Okay, cooking up a yeah. story. Yeah, so that was definitely interesting to see that. And um, one of the things that I think you talked to them a little bit about um, like the weightlifting that you do. Yes. That is super cool, super impressive. What I learned in Las Vegas, because you work
1: a lot of hours and you're Mm -hmm. you're constantly on the go and, you know, just like, you know, eating healthy is just not enough. Right. So I Mm -hmm. I found myself having to go to the gym, you know, get healthier, work on the cardio um, just to get stronger, to be able to continue. To just oh, yeah. you know do this on a, on a day in and day out basis, mm. you know we're a little bit more laid back here now. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, as the the building gets a little bit fuller, we were we were closed almost almost all of last year, right. so the buildings the buildings full now. Lots of people are here, um, yeah. so it, it's we're ramped up again with catering. So you have to work on your your mental your mental stress, right? Yeah. So the gym is a is a out is a way to. You know, release some of the pressure, release some of the stress, um, and just kind of like just you know, relax and forget about stuff and just,
0: yeah, you know, mind, body, soul, you know, mm-hmm. it's true. And it's, it's kind of like, and it does seem like you are setting goals for yourself. And when you meet those goals, and it's such like a part of your philosophy, which, which I think is really cool, it just, it, you're getting stronger basically,
1: yeah. And I, and, and I try to tell everyone that works for me and everyone that's around me, it's like, it's not just. It's not just. You know, you're you're a chef, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't pick and choose when you want to be a leader. You mm-hmm. have to lead at all times. So it's true. when you go home, it's good practice to you know when you go home to have the same philosophy as far as like taking care of the house. You know, yes. you know, don't wait, don't wait for the wife or the husband to do everything for you. Right? You, know, you <laughs> yes. take control and you start doing things, and you start to realize that that your your mental. Um, Anxiety, like, right, starts mm-hmm. to go away a little bit, and, mm-hmm. and things start to get more, more, um, constructed, and and, yeah. and like as a, as a chef, we we have to have structure, right? Mm-hmm. So if if we work on structure at home, it'll translate both back to to your job and, yeah. and back to your personal life as well.
0: Yeah. And you've been doing like some running with your family. I saw that your, your wife yes. got into running some, some distances, which yeah. time, anybody that runs, I'm like, wow, how do you do it? I can't believe it. That's awesome. And it's something yeah. that you guys are doing as a family too, which is super cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, not by choice. I'd rather sit home on the couch on the weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, um, we all would. I, have, <laughs> I have a six-year-old daughter and we did, we did a 1k. I did a 1k with her And she did a 5k and it was nice because we accomplished something as a family that we never thought we would do before.
0: You know, it's so cool. I really like it. It's like there's, um, you know, the kids books, Berenstain Bears. I I think was one of those books, I think they all got in shape as a family. And for some reason, I just pictured that in my head with you and your family. It's, it's a great thing to do for sure. That's probably what it'll look like
1: too. a, (laughs) A bunch of bears running around the block.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the pop-ups that everybody's excited to have coming back, I wanted to talk in particular about this one, a steakhouse pop-up yes. steakhouse where you used something from Sam's Club and I'm wondering if you do this with other products like that are kind of coming out that give you to play with. It was strip loins and you aged these steaks. Like this is not everybody ages steaks at all. So tell us about that. So we have uh,
1: one of our one of our merchants um, has this product that he he, he had personally and they're dry aging bags. And he was telling mm-hmm. us, you know the the process of how, how he did it. Now, usually a dry aging is is a a longer process that you would see in, in, in like a butcher shop or yeah. or, or you know a high end restaurant or like right? Peter
0: Luger's or something. yeah, right. Peter Luger's in New York mm-hmm. City, right? Mm-hmm. So
1: what he did was he explained the process of how it works. And it's basically just a regular bag, Mm -hmm. and has like a little a little membrane. It's like it's like a little filter that you put inside the bag. So you vacuum out all of the all the air. Okay. But the but the little membrane allows a little bit of air to escape and to allow the aging process to go in.
0: Okay. And it it
1: it ages probably faster uh, than you would dry aging. And you don't have to worry about trying to have a special room just for the dry aging. We had it on a corner, a corner of our walk-in and it was amazing. You want to talk about like a buttery flavor. (sighs) So Um, cool. It was just, uh, it was so good. And people just go they go crazy over it. That's really amazing.
0: And all you had to do is just sear it on cast iron and then like pop it in the oven for a few minutes.
1: And that's it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
0: And do you feel like there's that seasoning should go on a steak like that? Or should that just be like salt or just salt and pepper or salt? Yeah. Salt and pepper.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're. yeah, we aged them for, we did a test. We did 29 Mm -hmm. days and then we did 45 days. So I think midway um, about 36 days, we opened one up uh, or we opened the second batch up and we cooked it and the flavor is amazing. It just needed salt and pepper. You know, you don't have to put garlic on there you don't yeah. have to do butter and 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 thyme and I mean if you want to do that for added flavor or sauce you can yeah man this this steak ate like butter it was it's like you just want to
0: taste that the dry aging of it all yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool and it's I mean it's not like you don't know how to do flavors because you have so many other <laughs> things I kind of I sort of I've been like a little bit off of Instagram for a while so I went back and I binged like all of your content of like the last the last six months so I, I saw so many cool things that that you have been doing um there was an upscale glamping menu that you did. And that looked like, oh. that, was, that was maybe like a catered thing. That was like a, something, and there, the tins that you used for that were so neat, like some were round, some square. And then you had like bangers and mash, sweet chili habanero sauce, braised short ribs. Like there's so much. You did something with pork shoulder too, with maple. Yeah. So that was a cool idea, like glamping. Cause who doesn't like to just eat around the campfire?
1: And, that, and that's what that's what I, that's what what the premise is here. It's like, you know, the, the guests will come out and we say, hey, chef, we want to have, you know, for this particular one, we want to have like a really cool glamping menu, right? Mm-hmm. So everything we do here, we try to upscale it. We try to make it look really, really cool, different yeah. designs. Like like if you came in, into one of our catering events, mm-hmm. you're, you're rarely going to see chafing dishes. You're rarely going to see just your typical stainless steel stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We have lots of cool... Um, cast iron skillets we have dutch ovens we have really cool setups we have bricks we have wood we have really really cool concept and it's because we want to make sure that that when they come into our caring event that Mm -hmm. they feel like they're in a different place
0: for sure looks
1: different the food smells different Mm -hmm. and it's all about you know raising raising the bar so to speak yeah
0: yeah it definitely is and you had um a lot of really good um hispanic themed days you had a whole week of that the Cuban food looked amazing, as did the El Salvador. So, and on the El Salvador day, I recognized somebody the the action of somebody making tamales. I think it looked like there was a big bowl we're, of masa maybe in a big bowl of meat.
1: Okay, so we, we're making papusas. Pupusas. and, and the, yeah, and the pupusas for for El Salvador it's like one of their staples. It's like tamales in Mexico. Okay, you know, pupusas. so it's it's
0: sort of the form of a tamale, but in El Salvador it's papusa. Is that right. right? It's, well, okay. it, it's actually it, it looks, like, it looks it. like
1: a tor- It looks like a tortilla. Once they flatten them out, it's like a tortilla, mm-hmm. but it's filled. It's filled with either like uh, pork or beans or spinach and cheese.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So so it looks like it basically looks like the, the form of a pita bread
0: stuffed. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it's so amazing.
0: Oh yeah, so that amazing. that looks so yeah. good. And then I saw that um on the Puerto Rican Day you were a little emotional because of what. Yes is going on so talk about that this is yeah this is last year
1: yeah so at the time there was a big hurricane going on and we have a lot of associates that work in puerto rico Mm
0: -hmm. and a lot
1: of associates that are here from puerto rico yeah and and just talking to them about like you know losing power and you know their their relatives are stuck and lots of people have unfortunately lost their lives and it was a really sad time at the moment oh and For us, and, and we did it for Hispanic Heritage Month, so we mm-hmm. did a whole week of of uh of Latino food, and it just so happened on the day that we did the Puerto Rican food, is when everybody was coming down all sad, and then mm-hmm. they, and then they realized that we had the food, so it was like it was like a, it was like medicine almost, you know, for yeah what they were going through, and obviously it doesn't take away the pain, right? No, but it, was, it was really nice for them to relax and relate. There was yeah. lots of hugs and handshakes and just like really long embraces and, and lots of thank yous yeah. uh, it was amazing it was one it's just one of those divine intervention
0: days it was right where, right because I, I think yeah. you wrote like it it felt weird to be celebrating but then in the end it turned out to be like a really healing thing which is like absolutely right. what food should be and especially puerto rican food should be it's it's just like a delicious hug for you know yeah and especially yeah, so it worked out perfect you know. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that I want to go to Puerto Rico soon. I've, I've been back or I've been there just once, but I want to go back with my boyfriend because he's, he's never been. And so hopefully that'll be good to maybe like bring some tourism dollars there. And I'm sure I would eat a lot of food and (laughs) there's, there's a lot of, of Puerto Rico is amazing. And when I I first, yeah, when I first got to go, it was on a trip with the national pork board. So it's like, it's what a good place to have all sorts of different pork (laughs) dishes and like all the everything and the chicharrones. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about specifically about the use of pork in Puerto Rico and like, why is it so important? Like, what's like, it's so much like, it's just delicious.
1: I mean, there's, there's so many different ways, right? So we do something that's called lechon and lechon is basically um, it it means pork, right? Mm -hmm. But the way they cook it, and, and like we'll 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 remove some of the skin off, off the layer, but mm-hmm. leave the skin on, and then we cook it for a little bit longer, so the skin gets really really hard and crispy. Oh yeah! And, and at the end, at the end, it, it, the, the, old, the the overall dish is called pernil, right? Yeah. So yep. People people just love they love 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 eating pernil. Um, but pork is incorporated in, in lots of different dishes, and maybe it's because it's it's probably a lot cheaper than most most everything else mm-hmm. that's on the island, and it's more yeah. accessible. You yeah. Know? Um, but it's just it's one of those things where just it's just it, it's it's a tradition. Like on 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 during the holidays,
0: oh, they right. have to have
1: pig meat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Yep, definitely, and I. I noticed um, maybe it may have been during one of the Papa or one of the the Hispanic days, but there was something about tacos. And you had um, a philosophy of where you like soft white corn tortillas for tacos. Is that yes. right? Okay. Yes. So,
1: so, I mean, Taco Bell has like the the crispy taco shells and all that other stuff, but mm-hmm. you 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 can't go to Mexico and get like a crispy taco shell like they don't exist, right?
0: That's not what they, they don't, are. Don't, they don't, yeah
1: no Mm -hmm. and and if you go to san diego and you're you're Mm -hmm. getting tacos off the street or if you go to mexico you're getting tacos off the street you're you're nine times out of ten gonna get a white corn tortilla you know Mm -hmm. freshly made of course you know yellow corn is good right but white corn tortilla is 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 the way to go for a taco
0: i think i agree with that for sure the yellow corn it seems like they crack a little bit too easy i mean yes
1: yes they're a little bit thinner and they crack easier um, and sometimes the white corn tortillas, they'll they'll crack as well. But yeah. what we do is we we take two, we, we, we'll double layer the taco or the, the tortilla. And the, as we heat them up, it actually sticks together. Oh, so it yeah. makes like one thicker taco that doesn't break. And it just, it just enhances your taco flavor.
0: That's smart. I like the idea of that very much so. And everything is made from scratch for you guys at Table 29. Like there's so much, there was something that you did with cheese steaks and you had like some, as usual, some philosophy mixed in there. And you said, don't be an excuse as to why someone's having a bad day. And you were showing a cheesesteak and like, you're like the, food, exactly. like, the reason these people might have a bad day, it's not going to be because of the food, because this is, nope. this is amazing. <laughs> so that yeah. I feel like cheesesteak is something that I'm waiting for it to get even like more trendy. Like, it's just like, it, it's everywhere. Like, it's, it's just so something about it and that the melty cheese sauce is always just so good. I
1: I think it's, I think it's like nostalgia. Like when people think of like meatloaf, Mm. they think of home and grandma and mom. Mm Cheese takes one of those things where you just think of like, you know, back when
0: you were growing up, and just you know greasy yeah i think of, i think of like flavorful. the mall the mall food court yeah like the, the great american ste- or something like yeah it was something great yeah. american something <laughs> great steak company yeah. maybe? but yes with the, the I fries think, yeah, something like that mm-hmm. yeah There's... and that's what we try to do here like like we try
1: to make sure that everyone gets their nostalgia but yes. it's also everything's like handmade so what mm-hmm. we did for for hispanic heritage month is i got with my team and we just so happened to have um some, somebody from El Salvador, somebody from uh, Cuba, somebody from Puerto Rico, somebody from Guatemala. So we had, and, and Mexican, we That's had awesome. everybody here. Yeah. So I went to them and I said, look, what did you eat growing up? Because mm-hmm. this is how we want to relate to to everybody yeah. else. Totally. And, and everyone else, and everyone got to feel what it's like to be in these countries. Because yes. so we had the flags, we had the music playing. Um, and they got to feel what it's like to be in that country for for a couple hours. For sure, experience that we do here.
0: Yeah, so cool. That really is, and it it really whether it's nostalgia or it's like or you're you're homesick for a home that you never even had. It's something that you can that you can discover. Is like if you're yeah, super cool. I just I really we are going to continue to just keep watching what you're doing. What are some things that you're like sort of working on now that you're looking forward to? So
1: we have something coming up. It's going to be like a a grain bar. I did it once Ooh. before a while back, but we're gonna I'm gonna it's gonna be like a 2.0 so to speak. Nice. So we're gonna have 20 different 20 different ingredients, four different grains, and about four different proteins. Ooh, so nice. and then sauces. So it'll be you'll you'll see some pictures really really soon. It's coming up and then Yay. it's just trying to enhance the experience here. We have another uh, steak day called Corte coming up on, on Valentine's Day. We're working on some other uh pop-up restaurants to cool. happen. And you know, it, and it's like my boss is like, isn't that adding a lot of pressure to you for you know having to always like you know one up yourself basically? Yeah, and, you know, I was trying to ex- I was trying to explain to him that pressures are a privilege. Like it you know, is. if you feel pressure, that means you're privileged to be able to experience and handle the pressure, and then teach teach your team how to handle that and experience the pressure because a lot of people, as you've seen in this business. You know they crack under pressure, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that's everywhere, right? But yeah, it's easier it's easier to put your head down and walk away than it is to weather the storm and get through the service. You know, yeah. So I, I try to, I try to teach that no matter what we do, we're 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 getting better than yesterday, and we excel, and and we're constantly elevating the experience. You know, day after day after day. Like you'll you you won't come in here and mm-hmm. eat the same food every single day. My menu is different from Monday Tuesday to Wednesday Thursday to Friday.
0: Oh, I and you won't it. have
1: a repeat, unless it's like Taco Tuesday. But you um, won't have a repeat meal in the same week here.
0: Oh yeah, that's that really for. I mean, for corporate dining, that's could not get any better. Very very cool. Yeah. And one last thing, I wanted to ask you. I noticed your hat, lions not sheep, and oh. I've seen I've seen <laughs> you in some of this gear before. What does it mean?
1: So for me, lions, not sheep just means like you're the ultimate leader, right? You know, there's there's so many paraphrases there's so many things that people say. It's like, oh, you know, lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep and this or that or whatever. I, just,
0: I think I've seen that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But for, for, for what it means for me as a chef is I'm the leader. I'm the ultimate leader and I'm the ultimately responsible. For what happens here, right? So mm-hmm. I will not let my team fail. I'll give my team all all the resources they need. Make sure they have all the tools they need. Make sure I have all the, everything they need to do their job. Because if they can't do their job, it's not it's my fault. It's not theirs because mm-hmm. they didn't have the right tool. Maybe they didn't have the right recipe. Maybe they didn't have the right product. Mm-hmm. And that's my fault. You know. So it's just a reminder, a daily reminder yeah. of. You know, you're you're the leader, and and you have to make sure that you're in charge, not in a controlling factor, no. just in the sense of you have to make sure that everybody has what they need.
0: Yeah, it's like you are going to roar with responsibility. Yes. That is absolutely, <laughs> and that's 100%. such a good way to to go into each day. I love that. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, we are definitely going to continue to stay in touch with you throughout the year. And hopefully beyond that, we're very happy to know you and proud of the work that you're doing. Thank you so much, Danny.
1: No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for all you do for us. You give us a lot of spotlight and my bosses love, but I see the articles.
0: Yeah. So it looks out yeah. really good. Anytime, anytime.
1: Yeah.